I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. I'm here with returning guest, Dr. Shannon Doak, IT Director at NIS. We've talked about ChatGPT and its impact on education, but the conversation isn't complete without discussing AI art generators. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of buzz in the art and design communities about AI art generators. That's because Midjourney is one of these, but very accessible and relatively easy to use. It's a powerful tool that can make incredible illustrations in different styles and at no or comparatively low cost. Because of this, artists and designers are concerned about being replaced. I mean, Shannon, is this one of those moments where AI has gotten to the point where it's both fascinating and a little bit scary at the same time? I think so. (laughs) You know, I think everywhere there's going to be people who are afraid when these things come around. And I just was listening to a guy talk uh, on YouTube last night about how we shouldn't be afraid of it and that we should be embracing these tools because right now they're not going to replace humans. Uh, they're not capable enough yet. Now, give them another year or two and then maybe that will change. But if right now what what is going to replace you was basically what he said was that people who are using these tools are going to replace the people who aren't. So I think uh, we need to like think about these tools as tools. They, that, that's what they are. And we need to learn how to improve what we're doing as capable human beings. And that's how it's going to move forward. It's just going to be better because you're using the tool to improve what you already can do. AI artists. AI artists. AI yeah. designers. AI designers. AI writers. AI writers. In fact, he was listing off, this guy was listing off all the ways that his team uses AI. And it was in copy, it was in the image design, thumbnail design, like all these different things that he was doing in his company. And they're using AI to assist it. And he says now they're using an AI tool where they can go back into the video and use AI to overwrite audio and fix something he said wrong and it's like wow that's amazing he said just three months ago it was too expensive for them to do it now it's now it's accessible and i'm like okay that's pretty impressive things are getting better speaking of accessible Mm. i'm a creative guy yeah you know i i'm a writer but when i signed up for mid journey Mm. and i started to use it being able to put what's in your imagination into the paper or the screen Right. Pretty much as you imagined it, or better, that blew me away. It's amazing. And I'm actually, uh, a lot of people don't know this about me because, you know, you think of an IT director, you don't think of an artist. But in college, I actually won an award uh, for a painting that I did. I have it hanging up in my wall. And actually, most of the art at my house is my paintings. So I used to paint in acrylic and watercolor. I still have a whole bunch of those. But once digital art came along, I started using computers, learned how to paint using a mouse with my right hand. I'm left-handed, so it was, it was, a, it was a task. Oh, wow. um, and then, then the iPad came out, and it was like, now I've got these digital tools that emulate the real tool, and it's touch. So it was easy. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then you can, like, zoom in. You can't zoom in on a canvas. So, and then clean up. There's no clean up turn the iPad off. So painting became more accessible for me because I could paint whenever I wanted. 
I didn't have to set up stuff. I didn't have to clean up afterwards. And I could slowly work on a piece. But you're right. Like, go into mid-journey and you type in what you want. And you've got to be creative, you know, with your words and your choices. You're like directing the artist. You're becoming an art director. You're not actually creating the art. The, the algorithms are creating it. But you're directing the art. And so it you're giving them the the direction to create what you have in your head, your concept. So you're st you still have that concept in your mind. That's where the creativity is. You're still creating that. I don't think creativity is being destroyed because of this. I think you're st it's a different form. Shout out to Ronald, who is our longtime design partner. I showed him some of the creations I made on Midjourney, mm. and you know his jaw just dropped. Yeah, different styles, super detailed. Just anything you could think of. I'm impressed. It's amazing stuff you make there, Kyle. It's like really good. That's just because I spent a lot of time on it. Sucks like, you in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what's the effect do you think that art generators might have on education, especially art and design? I have some ideas of my own, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to find out what other educators had to say. So I put it out on Twitter. And there's many people who brought up the fact that really AI, any kind of AI, it's basically a tool. Instead of like shying away from it, we should learn how to use it properly and ethically. And that we need to have these conversations with, with students about the ethical use of tools like this. It's not cheating this and don't do that, it's bad, but how are we gonna incorporate these tools to improve what the students are doing? And so that's basically what the majority of the people were saying. However, I think one of the things uh, my good friend uh, Dagan Bernstein, who's an educator at uh, Hawaii Preparatory Academy, he said something, and I'm going to quote him because I think this is the key. He says, AI brings up a whole new pathway to creation. As students shift from content consumers of the iPhone era to content creators of the AI era, I see AI making video, image, audio, and text creation much more accessible for all learners. And I think that's really key. You know, we here at NIS talk about having inclusive learning environments. Technology is key to creating that inclusive learning environment. And I think AI is one of those tools that just can be added and provide ways, pathways for students to do creative work that maybe they couldn't do before. Part of our mission, creative thinking. Correct. It just supports everything that we're trying to do here. Can we look at this as if you're not using the computer, you're using a typewriter? Yeah, I think so. Do we really want teachers to go back to using those little overhead projector things where they like write notes on like those plastic film thingies? Like, no, of course not. We want them to be using a computer that's hooked up to an Apple TV that's projecting something or on an interactive screen or something. We don't, you know, we shouldn't be requiring our students to only use paper, pencil and other media. You know, art is not about the media because there's mixed media. You can mix media. Why not have some AI-generated art and then add it into something that you create with other forms of art materials? Like, why not? It's just another tool. And we should let kids use it, especially the kids who don't, you know, don't have the artistic capabilities. Not everybody can draw. But 
if you might be able to come up with a prompt that puts out a fantastic piece of art that can be used. So yeah, let's let's have them use it. When you were talking about this on Twitter with other educators, did you learn how other schools might use AI image generators as part of learning? I have been thinking about this and and you know, I've been a, you know, an educational technologist for quite some time. Uh technology coach for many years. Uh, one of the things that we do is to think up ways to use technology, tie it together with other things. I also, you know, did some research and came up with some really good ways. And I think the largest area that this could be used for is students right now spend a lot of time searching for copyright free images for any of their projects. It could be a story they're writing, it could be a website they're building, it could be, uh, I don't know, a presentation, whatever. And they spend a lot of time looking on like Pixabay or something, and they get something that's somewhat related, but these AI generators will allow them to create something that's way more tied into what their presentation's about, what their game's about, what their story's about, whatever. They're going to be able to create something that they couldn't do before. So this is going to be huge. That's just the base, base model. Like th this person I was listening to on uh, YouTube, she came up with these like insane ideas. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Basically, she's like, oh, you know, why don't you use it to like visualize poetry? Put a line of poetry or or a historical quote or like a literary quote or a passage into it and see what it pops out. And then analyze the image that it created to see if it actually like fits with what's being said and, and then discuss it and have these big deep... And I'm like, my goodness, like talk about analysis, discussion, collaboration, communication. These are all skills that would be practiced using this. And all it is is using AI art generation. Another thing she mentioned, like use it to generate as a provocation at the beginning of a unit of inquiry. Kids are usually asked questions. One of the best ways to generate these questions or interest in the unit is by showing images. So why can't the teacher use AI generated things to create images that are going to bring out more from the student? So I think that's a great one. And then another one uh, that was really, really cool was uh, in a language class. She suggested, uh, you know, that most of these generators work on English. And so she was saying, well, why don't you, and like say you're speaking, you know, teaching Spanish or Chinese or whatever, and you take a quote or you take a, a sentence structure that you're trying to teach the students, you translate it to English. You put it into the art generator. It spits something out as an image. Then you hand that image to someone else in the class and they have to see, come up with what the original quote was. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. Like just, and how you could even do it with English. It's kind of like that telephone game that you used to play where you'd whisper a sentence and then go around the room and see if it came out close. Well, it usually doesn't, but this would be more of a here this is this image represents something we've been studying in shakespeare or whatever can you guys tell me what line that is you know and they'd have to like analyze the art 
and see if they could come up the Shakespearean line or something. I mean, it's it's there's so many uses for this that it's really up to the the teacher to come up with the best way to use it. They're like amazing at what they do. Give them a new tool, teach them how to use it, and boom, you got teachers doing awesome things with it. I remember one of my first introductions to AI-generated art was on YouTube. All these different showcases of new prompts. Now it's all over the place, but in the past, only a few people had access to AI-generated art. And it was using the lyrics of songs oh. to generate images. It was from, you know, Mr. Blue Skies to uh, American Pie, yeah. and the stuff that it would create was just wild. I thought when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so awesome, but that's out of my reach. But then as soon as I saw Mid Journey, I was, I mean, that, that's why I fell down that rabbit hole. Right, right. Know? Well, and there's a whole bunch of other AI-generated uh, software out there. Mid Journey's obviously one that's within the Discord server. It's, you know, accessible to all the people who want to use it. Um, there's Dali too, same people who have put out ChatGPT mm -hmm. and OpenAI's. Yeah, I I just if you haven't tried it, I, I suggest you go out and give it a try. Like just just be careful. You might get uh, sucked in and spend hours <laughs> coming up with prompts. <laughs> As I have, is there the same concern about plagiarism as there was for chatbots like ChatGPT? Again, like I said, this is another tool, and I think as long as the teachers use it in the appropriate and ethical way and teach students how to use it that way, then it's, it's, it can improve what students are capable of. What if the project was that you're trying to get the generator to do specific things, and then the process that you use, you keep track of the different words that you use the different prompts that you give and you like are changing things you maybe you seed things with a, with a previous image maybe you uh save a certain style and apply it later maybe you you combined two different styles together to create something as long as you're i think keeping track of what you're doing and your process is outlined I mean, I don't see how it could be. Of course, you're not just going to put in a, a five-word prompt and there's my project. I'm done. Yeah, and, you and know, that's, that's the thing because it can be a very complex process totally. that, that uses multiple different programs. Say you want to put two characters together, mm -hmm. you, you generate one. You might have an image prompt or two or mm -hmm. even three. Then you have another image or even another that you get from the AI, mm. and then you put it all together. In Photoshop right or maybe I put it into procreate which is a fantastic mm -hmm. iPad painting app and then I add things on top of it mm -hmm. you know I mean I think I don't think like we can say like oh it's terrible it should never be used it's you know it's cheating I think again as long as you approach it in the right way I asked chat GPT a question I said will this these tools reduce creativity in humans. You think that's a little bias? <laughs> Maybe, but it came out with what I thought was pretty spot on. So I, if you don't mind, I'm going to read from ChatGPT. It says, the use of AR generation tools has the potential to impact human creativity, but it's unlikely to completely reduce it. While AI tools can generate art and designs that are visually impressive, 
They lack the emotional and conceptual depth that is often inherent in human-created art. As a result, AI-generated art may be seen as less valuable or meaningful compared to art created by humans. However, it's important to note that the use of AI art generation tools can also enhance human creativity by providing new sources of inspiration and enabling artists to experiment with new techniques and styles. Additionally, the process of creating art with AI tools requires a certain level of creativity and critical thinking, as the artist must make decisions about how to use the tool and how to manipulate its output. Well said, ChatGPT. Yeah, well said, right. So again, like we can't, there's, there's never a black or white in this discussion. It's not good or bad. There's this continuum of use. And as long as it falls within what's ethically okay, and that depends on who you are, you know, but we want to make sure the kids are being academically honest. So if that's the case, we just have to make sure that our policies allow students to use tools like this and give them direction on how to do it.